Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour on this Monday. This is the official start of the non-holiday season. Eric always used to say that, you know what, the holidays aren't over until after the Super Bowl. Uh, Wasn't very super, was it? And the halftime show was, if they're going to do that, let's just say they're going to do that for the halftime show. Don't even have one. That's just my opinion on that. And the commercials, right? You used used to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Even those were bad issues. I don't know that. I didn't actually think there was a single good one. There wasn't even one that really stuck out in my, my mind. The only one Wendy did say, the one with the uh, the M and M's, right, and the mob driving the driving the car and turning around. I mean, that brought back memories of our growing up. You know, because that's how it used to be. Don't make me pull this car over, you know, and, and uh, other than that, yeah, not not a great game. Tom Brady, again, I, I've said it for years now. The guy's an alien. He has to be. Him and Belichick both, and uh, the Patriots, they have won again, and it was pretty boring game. How about the golf tournament? Did you see the golf tournament here in Scottsdale? And and. I'm using the word golf very loosely. This is more of the golf party. Uh, That's what the Waste Management Open uh, really is about. It's a place to be seen. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people go. Yesterday, it it rained here pretty much all day. So it was one of those uh, uh, non-sunshine days and... Ricky Fowler, the kid that won it, I, I call him a kid because I think he's only like 30. Uh, he's a favorite out here. People really enjoy him. I saw I will say this, I saw something I've never seen before. He was, uh, I want to say it was the 11th hole. And he was just off the green, not very, very far. And he was just hitting a chip shot. I mean, these guys are pros. And so you're like, oh, he's probably going to put this thing within, you know, four or five feet of the cup. And for whatever reason, he hits it way too hard. And it rolls past the hole and and off the green and down the hill, somehow misses the sand trap and it rolls in the water. And, And, you know, makes a guy like me feel good. Even the pros do stuff like that. And so he, he takes a penalty stroke, and they he drops the ball, you know, and it's sitting there, uh, and he's getting ready for his next shot, and it's uphill. So he walked up. He's standing on the green. He's probably, if I was to guess, 15, 20 feet away from his golf ball. And out of nowhere. So this golf ball has been sitting there on the ground for, I don't know, at least a minute or two. Out of nowhere, it starts rolling. The ball does. Nobody's even near it. And it rolled right back in the water again, and he had to get another penalty. Almost cost him the tournament. The kid wins it. And it was... Maybe the the worst final round ever. I think every golfer was over par. But uh, anyway, uh, that was the weekend. Uh, uh, again, the Super Bowl, not so super. I think they need to impose. I'll say this. They do need to do this one, at least one thing for me. 
on this halftime show stuff. Everybody's got to keep their clothes on. I mean, come on. Is it that hard? Keep your clothes on. That's all I'm going to say about it. If you didn't see it, don't worry. You missed absolutely nothing. It was that bad. Uh, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. And a few quick updates. Uh, the Polar Vortex. Remember the polar vortex? By the way, my son said it was like in the 40s in Chicago uh, yesterday. Slowed up a few deliveries here. Uh, any of you waiting for anything? There's not very many, a couple of you. Uh, that'll, that'll be here uh, tomorrow. Uh, 63s, the 63s we ran, those are going to be here tomorrow as well. Uh, what else? I was Oh, the new website in Colorado for the radio station. 1360KHNC.com. It is up. It's going to be up and down quite a bit over the next, say, 42 to 7, 48, but it's Monday, 48 to 72 hours. We're, we kind of, we'll put it up, we'll look at it, we'll do some things, and then it'll go down again. We'll put it back up. Uh, some things are, are we're, we're working on. Some things uh, need a little bit of a tweak, uh, but get ready. So we'll have that available. So now, Phoenix, if you want to start listening to all the other programs on Colorado, as an example, when I get off the air here in Phoenix, uh, right after this show ends in Colorado, we've got Alex Jones on. So if you like Alex Jones, want to listen to him, uh, you can jump over to 1360KHNC. Uh, and, and pull that up. Uh, that the the listen live button. I think we'll have that working sometime later this afternoon. It's there, uh, but just get ready. It's up. It's down. It's up and down. But over the next two to three days, uh, we'll have it working completely. And if I sound a little off today, it's all Wendy's fault because we ran out of water. You know, it defeats the purpose of having uh, the sparklets water without any sparklets. Uh, we ran, <laughs> we actually ran out of water Friday afternoon, and they wouldn't come out because our scheduled delivery day is today. So I haven't had any coffee, uh, but Wendy was nice enough. She she had a, a couple of bottles of water in the refrigerator, so she gave me one. Uh, but nonetheless, Patriot Radio News Hour. Listen, I don't even know what I'm going to say today. Happy Monday, I guess. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. So the government shutdown is over for now. Are we going to get another one uh, over the border wall? We'll have to wait and see. Is he gonna? Is the president going to do an executive order? Uh, I don't know. But at least today he said he may, and then he said he may shut it down again. So everybody, let's let's hope cooler heads will prevail. Uh, Charlotte Roos, for the, uh, I'm going to say for the ladies out there, uh, filing for bankruptcy today. And actually, I guess they did it somehow. They did it last night. Uh, going to be closing 20% of all their stores. So they had over 500 stores. Uh, going to close 100 stores. I guess the Charlotte Roos and Pier Kids 
uh, are the banners that they run under. Uh, the CEO of Simon Properties, they're like the biggest mall owner in the world, uh, says, uh, unfortunately, not going to end there. But he would not disclose all the other retailers that are going to be going bankrupt. You know, it'd be a great thing. They probably know, right? Because what, what happens? They stop paying the rent, right? That's kind of the, the first sign. But uh, uh, get ready for more. But uh, that happened. I didn't even know they were on the list. But uh, Charlotte Roos filing for bankruptcy uh, this morning, I guess, technically last night. Uh, some economic data points out today. Durable goods orders uh, were lower today. And so were, um, what was it, factory sales. Uh, a matter of fact, that was considerably lower this morning. Uh, so that's kind of weighing on the Dow. The Dow's down. Uh, gold was was down, I'll say big, because I don't know what else to call it, but gold right now is down $2 and change, uh, $1,314. Uh, it, it was down about 8 or 9 bucks earlier, and then the economic data came out, uh, and it rebounded silver. Silver on the big. Biggest move of the day. Silver went all the way down to fifteen dollars and sixty cents. Uh, now at fifteen ninety one, uh, getting ready to head positive. Uh, so silver fifteen ninety one. By the way, before the show's over, I'll get to the Silver Eagle numbers for January. Uh, big, not a surprise, I guess. Big jump in Silver Eagle volume, uh, as a lot of people, including yours truly, have said, 2019 is uh, going to be a very healthy year uh, for silver. And and so we're watching all this stuff play out, right? We heard from the Fed last week. They did the about face, right? <laughs> the, the, you know what? Oh, we're sorry. We're going to take a timeout on rate hikes and you know what? We're already talking about stopping the balance sheet. Matter of fact, they said not only are they talking about stopping the, the reduction in the balance sheet, they're talking now about what are we going? When are we going to have to start adding? That's at least a court. If you can believe Jay Powell, which right now I don't know that we can. But that was from his press conference after the meeting. Uh, last week, and remember, now we get a press conference every, every meeting. You used to only get a press conference every other meeting. And the way he has performed in his meeting in December and then the meeting, I guess, I don't know if it was January 31st or February 1st, but whatever day it was last week, maybe they should go back to every other because he's had some couple of t- Tough meetings in a row uh, with the press conference. But one of the things that we've seen, right, we've seen this rally in Wall Street since the bear, <laughs> the one-day bear market on the Christmas Eve massacre. And I keep saying I, I don't get I want to get it. I, I do. Believe me, I know that some of you think that I don't. That's not true. I want the Dow, listen, I want there to be a new record high. Heck, I want the Dow to go to 40, 50, 100,000. I do. But but what I want it to be is I actually want it to be there because it should. And when you look at today's market, 
a lot of really smart people, and I'm not one of them. Okay, <laughs> let's establish that. Let's establish that fact. I'm not one of them. You know, we see these patterns, right? And and what what amazes me is Wall Street is now nothing but patterns. It's all algorithms, right? That's all anybody cares about. Pattern, 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 pattern. 100-day, 50-day, 200-day moving averages, patterns, death cross, this cross, head and shoulders, and they all these other patterns. I can't even keep up with them all. But one of the great predictors, besides stuff like inverted yield curves, which even now, you know what, I don't even know, can we even count that anymore? Because the central banks have essentially manipulated the market market can you even count it because they all went in there and messed with it i don't know but one of the things you look at is valuations and this is what i don't get about the i guess this rally from 21 what was it 21 7 and where where are we today almost around somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 obviously we were at 27,000 46% of the companies in the S&P 500 have now reported actual results for the fourth quarter. So all of these earnings you're seeing that have been coming out, they're for last year, okay? And that's fine. I mean, that's just how it works, right? You can't report until the year's over. So far, the earnings season is mediocre because you got to remember they took the market so far down that, and now, of course, oh, and I hear these people, oh, well, look how many companies are beating earnings. Yeah, well, they're beating the earnings that got hammered and cut way back 30 days ago. Right? If it was the earnings that they were supposed to have 45 and 60 days ago, then they wouldn't have beat them. See what I'm saying? With the percentage of companies reporting actual above estimates, again, these reduced estimates, right now it's at 70%. Now, all of us that went to school kind of know 70%, that's C minus. That's C minus work, right? This is not a, you know, uh, 80-some percent, this isn't B worth, definitely not A worth. That's C behind, that's almost D plus. By the way, that's well below the five-year average. Companies are also reporting earnings that are about 3.5% above these reduced estimates. That also is below the five-year average. And remember, this is fourth quarter stuff. The silver lining is that in terms of revenue, okay, that's sales, the percentage of companies reporting actual revenues above estimates is about 62%. Now, that's actually a little better, right? Because usually what we've seen, and again, they drop these numbers way down. 
I want to reiterate that, but still at 62%, and I know you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's D-minus work on the sales side. Uh, overall, though, that's that's not bad for revenue. D-minus isn't bad for revenue. Companies are reporting revenues that are essentially eight-tenths of a percent above what the estimates are. So it's not like they're killing them but they are eight-tenths above. The blended year-over-year earnings growth rate for the fourth quarter is at 12.4%. Now, remember what we were doing in the second and third quarters, right? We were in the 20s. And this is this is kind of right the end of the tax cut deal. Well below, by the way, the Q3 earnings growth, which, of course, obviously, we just talked about that. Again, none of that matters because all of those earnings are what? That's looking backwards. What about when we start to look forward? The 12.4%. This is the first time the index has not reported growth above 20% since the fourth quarter of last year, right? And that makes sense, right? We just said because of the tax cut. However, it is the fifth straight quarter of double-digit growth. But as we get ready to look into next year, Earnings revenues that are expected are now expected to be below negative eight-tenths of a percent for the first quarter. So we're going to go from, I guess what we'd say, profit growth of four straight quarters of 20, one quarter of 12.4, Next quarter, well, I guess the first quarter of this year, they actually are going to have, and and rightfully so, I guess, because, again, this tax cut thing's got everything screwed up. We will have negative year-over-year earnings growth. So the earnings uh, season is kind of, right, we're in this trend now, right? We're starting to see getting a little less, got a little less. Now we're going to take a big step down, again, second quarter, third quarter, right? Even bigger steps down because the comparables are going to be uh, harder and harder to beat. And it just leaves me scratching my head as to what it is this rally in January was all about. I don't know. I want it to be. I do. But when I'm looking at the guidance that's been given, and, you know, you look at it, listen, half the, half the companies have already come out and reported earnings. And when you start to look at where the earnings growth is, for the full year of 2019, now these are the analysts, not me, They're projecting a 30% drop in the earnings based on the December or based on the fourth quarter number. 30%. 
And I think that's on the high side. I'm just saying, listen, be careful. There's a reason, I want to believe there's a reason why the Federal Reserve reversed course. Because they didn't just reverse course. I mean, they 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 did a U-turn, right? And then they floored it and stepped on the gas and started going the other way. That's why I said these press conferences from them have not been very good. But when you start to look at what is happening out there, this is why they did it. Because the four court the the four quarters of 2019 were looking best case scenario of a 30% reduction. And of course, if you go to the second and the third quarter, that 30% reduction comes in at about 70%, right? Because it's 30% down from the 12%, not from the 20% earnings growth. Uh, So we'll have to watch it. We'll keep our eye on it. I just doesn't make sense to me. That's all I'm going to say. Again, I want it to be, I want them to to be right. I do. I want them to say, hey, the Dow can be at 25,000. I don't know that it can. When we look at valuations in histories, they're really high again, which never has boded well for stocks in the the past. 800-951-0592. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. It's time to recall the first government shutdown in American history and how a future president won that battle with his bold, decisive action. It was in December 1776 when General George Washington was camped along the Delaware River in northeastern Pennsylvania. On December 12, 1776, Congress adjourned without extending the enlistments of American soldiers or approving their pay for the coming year. Members of Congress abandoned Philadelphia, where they'd been meeting, because they feared the British troops were nearby in New Jersey. Once the soldiers' enlistments ran out, the Continental Army would disband and soldiers would return to their farms in the 13 colonies. Some soldiers had already gone home, some were barefoot, food was running short, and winter was coming in. But Washington was not going to give up the American cause without a fight. In an incredibly bold and risky maneuver, he decided to load his entire army, men, horses, and munitions, into boats to cross the icy Delaware River on Christmas night. To inspire his men, Washington ordered them to assemble for a public reading of Thomas Paine's new pamphlet, The American Crisis, which had just been published on December 19th. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. On December 23rd and 24th, many boats were collected and secured with the help of experienced seamen. The crossing began at sundown, December 25th, and lasted all night amid horrendous weather, rain, sleet, snow, ice, and winds that were called a hurricane. It was daylight on December 26th when troops reassembled on the Jersey shore. 
They marched nine miles to Trenton, where they surprised and defeated a contingent of British allied Hessian troops, took them prisoner, and captured their food, supplies, and horses. That's leadership. Today, Trump displays the same kind of initiative needed to put our nation back on the path sought by our founders. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. 800-951-0592. The hits just keep coming. Uh, General Motors. And here's another one. And I know that we live in a new age. But how can we have great growth in this great jobs market if home sales and car sales are in the toilet? Right? Just doesn't really add up. I, I think, and I hate to say it, but I kind of get this feeling that all of these seasonally adjusted numbers are starting to catch up with all of us, right? They're starting to catch up with, with the guys that are, keep trying to figure out a way of trying to make things appear better than what they really are, which I, never made sense to me. Right? Well, if you make it up here better than what they are today, that means down the road, sooner or later, they're going to be worse than what they are, right? You, you, you know, you get the yin and the yang. General Motors CEO Mary Barra, not timid about making bold decisions, right? Remember, she caught the the air of the president when she announced that all of these layoffs were coming in November. General Motors offered buyouts to 17,700 employees. Now, here's what I didn't know is how they offer. Normally, when you think about, hey, there's going to be a layoff, who gets hired first or, or, or who gets asked to leave first? Right, The person that got there last, right? The, hey, you've got the least seniority, you're out. That's not how it works anymore. Nope. The General Motors sent the uh, buyout offers to the 17,700 employees based on the fact that you had to have worked for General Motors for at least 12 years. <laughs> I know, right? You're, and you, we all know why, right? Number one, they make too much money. Right, they've been there too long. Plus, the fact they probably are part of the old GM, so these workers probably even have a pension, right? Where the new hires, they don't get that, right? We want to—they're trying to get rid of them. Now, I look at it a little differently, right? You're firing all of the people that actually know what they're doing, right? I mean, you've been there a while. Chances are, you're actually probably pretty good at your job. Just saying. It was aiming for 8,000 voluntary buyouts. That was the number. That's, I guess at the end of the day, that's how many people they really wanted to get rid of. 
8,000. I don't know how many shifts that is or plants. But as of today, they only got 2,250. So you kind of do the math and you're like, well, that still leaves about 6,000 jobs. 1,500 contract jobs have been eliminated, right? (laughs) The new gig guys. By a rough calculation, that still leaves 4,200 salaried workers and about 6,000 hourly employees that are still looking at termination. General Motors said that half of the hourly employees were located in Canada. So you take that and say, okay, well, 3000 Didn't say that any of the salary people were in Canada. So that's still these like 7,000 workers. Uh, according to General Motors, those people will start being notified today. So for those of you that have been at General Motors longer than 12 years, uh, your time may be up as notices are now going to be going out. I bring that up just as another reason why things aren't making sense in my mind. And and same thing like with the payroll numbers. Oh, yeah, salaries are up. But yet they keep laying off all the what? All the workers that make the most money. Oh, by the way, I got to do this one. I, I, was, I wasn't going to do it, but you know what? I have to. Uh, while I'm pulling it up, I do want to tell you, U.S. Silver Eagle sales. Last year was the worst year for Silver Eagle sales uh, since, since the spike. So a lot of people don't know that for most of the Silver Eagle program go all the way back to 1986 all the way up until about 2006 average year was about six million ounces give or take right in that six seven million ounce a year level those 1996s for some of you you know out there There is one year of Silver Eagle that's worth more than others. And by the way, I just want to throw this out there. They have to be in perfect shape. If they're not in perfect shape, they're still worth more, but not crazy amounts. It's 1996. They only made 3 million ounces back then. Right? Think about it. That was the year Alex. Greenspan said irrational exuberance. That was the year we were running the old budget surplus, wink, wink, knock, knock, you know. And then the crisis hit. And every year between now and then, so, so from 06 to last year, this was the worst number of for sales of Silver Eagles. And I want to say the number was... 16 or 17 million ounces. Last December, or I'm sorry, last January, we sold about 3 million ounces. This January, we we sold over 
four million ounces. So I, I bring that up just as a I get ready. I think we kind of hit the, you know, economics 101, supply and demand. I think we hit the low in demand. I think we hit the low in demand, and I think we're back on the way. By the way, the highest year on record, over 40, over 45 million ounces. I want to say that was 2016, something like that. I thought we got to 50, but the number I just saw was about 45 million ounces is the all time high so uh make sure you know as you're adding and i you know and i tell you i don't love silver because it's heavy uh but and wendy hates it because she's got to take it to the post office but when you're buying when you're adding make sure you get some silver in there this especially uh now i think it's getting ready for a great year how about this because we're speaking of oh of course the break is here when we get back New legislation being proposed by the Democrats when it comes to stock buybacks and wages. You're not going to want to miss it. When do you want to buy? <laughs> I don't know if people are going to hear that. <laughs> when do you go now? Uh, no, but you, when you want to buy is when no one else is buying. Right? When you talk to the guys that... that uh, Always make a bunch of money. When do they when do they make their money? They make their money when things are bad. Right? Who did the best after the crisis? All the companies like BlackRock and Blackstone, Buffett, right? Cuz they bought things that, you know, cheap. It's the exact feeling I have when you talk about silver. I I will tell you I will not be shocked if we double the amount of Silver Eagle sold in 2019 versus 2018. Uh, I, I'm going to do something. I normally don't do this, but it is what it is with the two offices. Here in Phoenix, Wendy, yes, yes. Here in Phoenix, we have some backdate Silver Eagles. Okay, they're they're... They're backdates. So, you know, they've got the, the toning on the sides of them or whatever. They, they're they backdate silver eagles. You say 10 bucks a roll all the way down to 380 I've got about 10 rolls of those on the backdate silver eagles. I've got 2019s. Those are crisp brand news uh, here in Phoenix. I've got those at 385 at 800-951-0592. By the way, the uh, the 2019s are also available in Colorado, so I don't want to uh, alienate anybody. Uh, pick a roll or two up. I, I, I'm telling you. Buy at the bottom. When nobody's buying, that's what you want to be buying. It always makes good sense. So what are the liberals up to? This, this is what we have to look forward to. Uh, and... When I listen to Jason and Brian, I always get nervous because uh, I, I I hate to think what's going to happen if the Democrats win, the Democrats get back in charge here, right? They already got that, the House. New legislation from Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders, yeah, right? What a ticket that would be, right? 
Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders outlined their great new plan in the New York Times on Sunday. Their proposal would now slap preconditions on companies' ability to buy back their own shares. Now, I'm not a fan of the buyback. Well, I should say this. I don't care. If that's what you want to do, do it. But let's not give a company a tax break if all they're going to do is buy back their own shares. I've always been a big believer on that. Hey, I'll give you a tax break every time you want to create jobs, right? I'll give you a tax break no time when you just want to buy back your own stock. Because you know what they do. They buy it back. And then they reissue it to themselves, right? So they get even bigger bonuses. But here's what these guys have in mind. Our legislation, now this is not a law, this is just something they're proposing, would set minimum requirements for corporate investment in workers and long-term strength of the company as a precondition for a corporation entering into a share buyback program. The goal to curtail the overall reliance on buybacks, right, because let's face it, right, a big part of the rally has been the buyback, and and incentivize the productive investment of corporate capital. What does that mean? Uh, We want you to give the money away. That's what it means. Last year, more than $1 trillion in buybacks was announced by large companies after the tax cuts, right? And it was, I got to agree here, right? So, you know, let's face it. Sometimes I all agree with these guys. Not very often. That's ridiculous. A trillion dollars, right? That could have been used to actually put people to work, but here it is. So they said what they want to do is significantly raise worker pay or investing in equipment and other things before they're allowed to buy back their stock. What they're proposing is any company that wants to buy back stock must pay every one of their workers at least $15 an hour. And I'm thinking to myself, well, we're kind of almost there anyway. But now they're kind of saying, hey, we want you to do 15 And here's the problem with that. Okay, it's 15 Then what? Is it 20 Is it 30 Is it 50 Again, government needs to get out of the way, right? And all of this, these tax cuts, all of that, the government needs to get out of the way. For example, Walmart announced $20 billion of share buybacks while laying off hundreds and closing Sam's Club stores. Well, let's face it, they closed the Sam's Clubs because they weren't making any money. Right, Uh, One doesn't have to do with the other. The column cites the Roosevelt Institute of Analysis that the retailer could have used the money instead to raise hourly earnings to 15 bucks an hour. Harley-Davidson 
buying back 15 million shares while closing plants. <laughs> we talked about Arlie the other day, right? Wells Fargo spent billions on buybacks while openly plotting to cut 10% of its workforce. Listen, Wells Fargo shouldn't even be a bank after all the fleecing they did. But here you go, guys. More great plans from the socialists. Let's take the money from one person and give it to somebody else. 800-951-0592. Backdate Silver Eagles, 380. 2019 Silver Eagles, 385. And I did that. You know what's funny is I was setting these prices when silver was down at like 1570. Right now, silver, uh, 1590. Uh, down three cents. Uh, gold's at thirteen fourteen. Uh, down uh, uh, two dollars in change. Speaking of gold, I I've got a just got this. So this is something unique. These are going to be Mint State sixty two twenty dollar Liberties. Okay, so these are Mint State sixty twos. But here's what makes it interesting. All of these will be pre-1900. 1894, 1895, 1897, 97S, 98S, 1899, and 1899S. So these are all pre-1900s. 1,425 bucks for MS62 pre-1900 $20 gold. So we got a little bit of gold, got a little bit of silver, 800-951-0592. You know what my problem with the legislation from Bernie and Chuck is? Why aren't they saying, why is it that we need to pay people $15 an hour? I mean, these two guys have been in Congress Probably back, oh, Chuck Schumer is probably in Congress when the minimum wage was less than three bucks. It's probably like a buck fifty. Why don't they ever ask that question? Hey, wait a minute. Why do we think that we're employees need to get paid $15? Back when I started in Congress, the minimum wage was a buck. Now I want to tell corporations, hey, you can't do what you want with your money until everyone gets 15. Shouldn't the question really be, who's fooling who here? Right? And I sit there and I tell you about all these teachers striking all over the country. Right? They were striking in L.A. That one's over. I think I heard they were striking in Denver, right? They were striking here, Oklahoma, Kentucky, West Virginia, right? Everywhere. And I said, hey, I get it. I, I feel your pain. All of us need more money. You're just striking and upset at the wrong people. Right? Why isn't Chuck Schumer and and and... 
and Bernie going out and saying, let's audit the central bank and find out what these morons are doing, that I feel like I need to go out and tell America that everybody needs to get paid 15 bucks an hour. That's what they should be asking. That's what they should be saying. Because like I said, and all of you listening know, you already know, 15's not enough. It's not enough. Listen, I know this right now. Walmart is already paying 12 bucks here. I, I don't know if that's the law or not here now. I know our minimum wage went up again. It's not enough. How about we quit trying to get a Kleenex because we got a runny nose and find out why we've got the runny nose and get rid of the central bank once and for all. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everyone take care. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be right back.